Nation Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the Combination Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. Hi, welcome back, Attorney Steve Vondren. Welcome to another exciting episode of Vondren Legal Hour. Attorney Steve, all right. Hope you guys are all having a great Friday. So I'm checking my mail the other day, and boy, I get something new, and I was, you know, uh, I get this, and I go, you have been appointed arbitrator for the state of Arizona. Arbitrator. I was like, okay. Well, I don't remember actually applying to this. But uh, there is a program in Arizona. This is this uh, podcast is for my Arizona attorney peeps and others. But I uh, just want you to be aware of this program. I was not aware of this. I didn't realize I, I, I did not sign up for this. Uh, but, and I don't know where actually somehow I, uh, I think as a member of the Arizona Bar, you're required to do this as far as I can, was able to ascertain here. But what happens is you can be appointed an arbitrator in a case, okay? So I was appointed arbitrator in a uh, car crash case, and I was like, well, you know, I don't, not really a, a car crash guy here. You know, it's not really my forte. I do copyright infringement and trademarks and, you know, things like that, general business law. But um, I, so I filed a motion to recuse myself and I said well you know I don't have any experience I uh, appreciate being nominated for arbitrator but um, I filed a motion to recuse ju the judge denied it and I was like wow I mean and what I told the judge was I have a duty of, of uh, ethics an ethical duty to, of competency in the cases I handle and I just merely mentioned that I don't have experience in car crash cases and uh, the judge denied it, said, no, you, you have to do it anyway. So here I am now uh, today, as, amongst other things. I'm reading the rules. Uh, this is what we call compulsory arbitration under Rule 72, Arizona Rules of Civil Procedure. And uh, it's real interesting. I mean, as I, you know, like anything in life, when you're forced to do something, you do your best and figure it out. So that's what I'm doing. At any rate... Um, I just wanted to give an overview for number one, in case I have to do this again. I want to make sure I remember what to do. Sometimes I'll come back and listen to my own podcast. But um, number two, to help you out there, if you've been uh, got a notice and you're like me, like, what the heck, what do I do? Is this, do I have to do this? Did I sign up for this? Anyway, but it's compulsory arbitration. It's really dealing with um, smaller claims where the only thing at issue is money. Um, money disputes, not where the people are seeking like injunctions and things like that, where there are claims for money. And uh, each uh, different county has its different, um, its different rules on what the maximum amount is at, that can be at issue. So uh, I think it's, uh, what, what, what did I say it was at Maricopa? Was it 30 or 60? Yeah, I think it was 60,000 in Maricopa County, Arizona. And so, you know, those are pretty big cases. I wouldn't say that's necessarily a small claims case, but um, it was subject to compulsory arbitration. The judge assigned, I don't know how they found my name, or maybe they listened to my uh, podcast and said, I really like this guy. Who knows? 
Um, but anyway, um, so li like I said, anything like anything in life, uh, in law, you make the best of it. Now, I, into my thinking, I have a duty of competency, so I'm brushing up this and that and the other, trying to make sure that I do the best job possible, because that's what Attorney Steve does. Now, the first question that popped in my mind was, can you get paid for this? How does that work? Do you get, do, I mean, do I get paid, or is this involuntary servitude, or what does this work? And actually, it turns out, you can get paid, and I guess if unless you want to donate it to uh, the Arizona Bar, what I saw, you could donate it to the Arizona Bar, but so it's kind of funny. So I started going, okay, well, I'm going to go through the rules. I'm going to review uh, Arizona Rules of Civil Procedure 72 through 77. Um, that's where these rules apply. They're not, too, they're not too massive or anything, so you can read them. So I started billing my time, just going like, you know, I don't know how this works. I start billing my time. Then I get to the, um, they have a FAQ sheet that came with my appointment letter. And it said, you can bill for your hearing time. So I guess I can't bill for my uh, regular time, in case you were wondering uh, if you can, you know, bill for your time and everything. It looks like it's just the hearing. And, uh, you know, it's not much. What did you say the, the fee was, Lisa? I think $95 a day, I think she said. So so you're not going to get rich here, folks. This is not going to be the, the case of a century for you. However, as a newer attorney or even an older attorney, you know, you get to, let's say, essentially play judge. So it's kind of a different experience, and you, you get to kind of see the world through a different lens other than as litigators, sometimes we see our cases only through our own own eyes. So I'm looking forward to the um, opportunity here. So, um, but I want to just tell you a little bit about how it works, um, just in case you want to know. So first thing is, you may say to yourself, wow, if I'm not getting paid and I was appointed without um, request, I've got to, what are we going to do? Prepare motions and notices to all the parties. And basically, yeah, you're going to let these other parties know that you're the arbitrator and you're going to want to set the appointment, uh, the mediation dates within 60 days to 120 days of being appointed. Okay. Within 60 to 120 days of being appointed. Now, again, if you were appointed and let's say you have a conflict of interest with one of the parties, you could probably file a recusal uh, motion with the court and get yourself off of the case. But otherwise, uh, you know, there's going to have to be some some really good cause, maybe a medical issue. But um, like I said, I thought uh, telling the judge I don't do car crash cases, but apparently that wasn't enough. So I uh, just want to let you know on that. Um, so what happens? The the lawsuit gets filed. You get notice of appointment. You have you send. And what's nice is they at least help you out by giving you some forms, okay? So there was a real easy form that I filled out, put my name at the top, this and that. It had a short list of what the parties need to do, pick some dates for arbitration, you know, make sure you're getting me your exhibits uh, two days before the hearing, you know, let's, let's agree on some dates. And um, so it, they made it pretty easy with the forms being there, all things considered. So I was pleased to see that instead of having to, you know, pull up a pleading and do the whole thing. So that was good. But anyway, you, as the arbitrator, you're going to set the hearing 60 to 120 days out. You need to give at least 130 days. Uh, excuse me, strike that. You need to give at least 30 days notice, a prior notice of the hearing to the parties. So you're making sure that you're copying both parties all the time. Uh, that's just good, good practice for litigation. 
Um, the parties have 10 days to seek a new arbitrator. That's rule 73G as in gorgeous. 73G as in gorgeous. So they can uh, seek to appoint a new arbitrator. Um, so that's the time frame for the, for the, uh, to set the arbitration and the parties can seek to a continuance and the court encourages you, at least the documents I read, says, you know, just like when you go to court, there should be good cause before you just say, okay, I'm just going to continue this on out. So uh, again, so you can be hearing these motions just like a judge does. You get to kind of learn a little bit about how that feels. Um, I am trying right now to confirm that I can set this up through a Zoom call. I have not confirmed this yet. Um, uh, on the FAQ sheet, it says, where can the hearings be held? It says Arizona Bar Center. I think that's right out at the Arizona Bar and uh, arbitrator's private office. So yeah, I have, uh, I have two offices in Phoenix. However, um, I am not in meeting, uh, meeting clients mode due to COVID. So I don't want to get together and you know, sit six feet away and wear two masks and, 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 you know, and, and go through that process with people I don't know. So I'm trying to get it set up with a Zoom call. We'll see how that goes. I'll keep you posted. But at any rate, um, everything else is just like a, uh, it would be just like a small claims court or just like a, a case in front of a judge. You're going to have um, you're going to have these exhibits. You're going to have um, opening statements by the parties. Um, the plaintiff, both parties are going to do an opening statement. Usually that's just um, telling, telling uh, the arbitrator or the other party what the evidence will show. The evidence will show my client was in their car. The evidence will show uh, the light was, was green for them. And the evidence will show this person failed to stop. And there's a witness. And the evidence will show. Evidence will show. Opening statements by both parties. There's a swearing in the witness. You're the arbitrator. You're going to swear in the witness, and you're going to just put on the case. The plaintiff puts on their case, the witnesses, the exhibits. Um, there's a cross-examination by the other party, a rebuttal. Um, the defendant then puts on their case. There's a cross-examination, then rebuttal. All your, the arbitrator reviews all the evidence. Uh, weighs the credibility of the witnesses is what is usually what happens. It's kind of what, what we do. And um, other than that, uh, there's closing arguments. And usually the plaintiff goes first. They're, they have the burden of proof, so it's their burden. They go first. And uh, the defendant uh, does their closing statement, what the evidence showed, what the evidence showed. Here's what it showed. I said it would show, and it did show. So here's what it is, and then requesting what you're looking for. So the judge, or the arbitrator, I should say, will then take this under submission and issue a written decision in 10 days. That's the way this thing is set up. Um, there can be objections to the form of an award. You have 10 days to rule on objections, so 10 days is a, is a thing. And you can also submit a form of award for attorney fees and costs. So, um, you know, not every case is, is subject to attorney fees, so I guess you're going to have to look that up as your arbitrator. Look that up beforehand, make sure you know what you're doing. But um, at the end, you file your final disposition with the court. You give copies to the parties once again. You, uh, if one party wants to appeal, they can appeal to the superior court with what's called a de novo review, with basically a full review of the case. And from what I gathered, 75% of the cases are actually disposed of 
with this no, notice of arbitration um, with a private arbitrate you know private lawyers arbitrating so 75% of their caseload is going bye-bye that's that's good for them 25% are probably still being appealed for this reason or that so even as the arbitrator um, if you do substantial things wrong or make substantial errors it could be subject to appeal okay so that's really the uh, the basics of it, and uh, I just thought you should know. Um, anything else? There's some motions you don't rule on. I'll give you those real quick. It's in the FAQ sheet. Um, somebody sends you a motion, and they say, hey, we want you to hear. There's certain motions that are reserved for the court, okay? Remember, there's a judge that's going to keep the jurisdiction over this entire matter. That's, the, you know, the case judge, uh, the trial judge, as we call them. So certain issues have to still be heard by the judge. So if, if one of the parties sends you a motion to consolidate, a motion to continue on the dismissal calendar, um, a motion to withdraw, one of the parties wants to withdraw as counsel, motions for sanctions, motions to dismiss, those kinds of things need to be forwarded to the assigned trial judge, okay? Um, what else I have here, FAQ, what do I do with the exhibits when I'm done arbitrating and giving my rule? My ruling, uh, return the parties, return the exhibits to the parties at the end of the hearing, okay? Or after the award has been filed. What else? Anything good? Uh, let's see. The only other one I, I liked, uh, I circled, is, um, yeah, it's $75 a day, times, days, spent in hearing so i think a day will get you 75 bucks is what it looks like so if your hearing goes two days you can get uh $150 so again it's you're not gonna you're not going to finance your next uh porsche anything like that so don't be thinking about that um and i don't even think i'm going to apply for that i'm not even going to apply or i'll just uh, i'll have i'll give it give it to the state bar um, other than that, there was uh, the only other thing I thought was kind of interesting because I don't I don't swear people in you know court reporters do and everything, but you can swear you you swear in your witnesses. It says what uh, says occasionally a person prefers not to take an oath, and will ask to be affirmed instead. Did you know anything about this? I was like, oh, I don't really know. I'm learning something new every day. Um, and here is that witness affirmation. Do not raise your hand. So somebody doesn't want to raise their hand and swear i guess they don't have to this is kind of interesting and what the arbitrator what i would read if somebody asked me that is you do affirm that the testimony you're about to give today will be the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth this you do under the pains and penalties of perjury so there is your um phrase so i thought it was cool i've never actually seen anybody do that but it's it's not taking the oath it's taking an affirmation so anyway uh, but other than that, like I said, there's uh, sample forms that you get. You, there's a form for a notice of the hearing. There's an arbitrator's notice of case status. There's the notice of decision of the arbitrator. There's waiver of right to appeal arbitration award. And um, so the forms are there for you to make this a little bit easy, and that's good because otherwise, I mean, really... Um, this would have taken a lot of time. So that's what it is. That's how we do it in Arizona. So if you get a notice and you're appointed arbitrator, then you get to go through this experience just like attorney Steve does. Okay, so that's about it. This is general legal information only, not legal advice. Check your own rules. Check the rules. They change everything else. And have fun in the practice of law. You never know what's going to pop up in the mail next.
okay? Have a great day. Attorney Steve out. You can find more information about me, my services, business, intellectual property on the web at attorneysteve.com. That's attorneysteve.com. The first name, frontline? In legal services. The first name in legal services. Give yourself a raise, 20, 25%. Okay, have a great day, everybody. Got to run. Bye now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.